ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you Hound Dogs. What a stupid fucking name, Hound Dogs. Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of the Juggalo Rewind. This is episode 19. We're still in season one, winding down. We're talking hound dogs from Most Tasteless. My name is Peter. I am here with Chris. As always, what is going on? Oh, we're here. We're here, like at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. Does that does that really work, though? Isn't that like when you're leaving something bad? So, I don't know. But we're here. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> I don't know if it's always something bad. Sometimes the light at the end of the tunnel is a train. Yeah. Oh. Hopefully, hopefully we're not going to get ran over in season two. <laughs> season two is looming, and it's it's coming soon. And But we still got season one to finish up. So we are here talking hound dogs. Uh, as everyone knows, with the Juggalo Rewind, we're going song by song, track by track dissecting an album one song at a time deeper than any human being or juggalo possibly should definitely (laughs) more than they should (laughs) we've talked more about this cd than is humanly possible probably probably more more than the time they put in recording it that's highly possible (laughs) (laughs) we might as well call ourselves uh scott sumner and mikey clark because we've been Behind the boards longer for the CD than... <laughs> Definitely longer than Sumner putting any work on it. Oh! <laughs> what are you trying to say? He put in some hard work. <laughs> I I don't know. I thought he insinuated that he didn't do too much work. I think he insinuated that he didn't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was an insinuation. That was just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> That's speculatory at best. We don't know that. That's secondhand information. Regardless, you are still listening Uh, as we banter on about nothing to the juggalo rewind you can find us on all social medias at juggalo r w d that's facebook twitter instagram and tiktok you can also listen to us on spotify and apple and all those good stuffs you can uh, find us on youtube thanks to chris Uh, while you're listening i don't know if you picked up on this chris um You know how usually you can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple? Mm -hmm. Well, now Spotify has the same thing. So if you find the uh, little, I don't know, I think you have to listen to X amount, X amount of episodes for X amount of time on Spotify, and then it'll pop up. There's like the three little dots, and then you click that, and then you can rate and review, and we have it, I think we have a post on our Instagram if you have trouble finding it, so... Uh, it's right there. So go rate and review there as well. Spotify makes you put in some work. They can't making sure people aren't <laughs> sending a drove of people to bump up their ratings, huh? Yeah, they want to make sure that you're actually a listener and not just some asshole with a contest. Speaking of a contest. <laughs> yeah, speaking of contests, <laughs> the contest is chance, almost, folks. Yes, it's almost over. Uh, if you want to win that glorious most tasteless vinyl and uh what are the three ways to enter you have twitter that one's easy to find it's pinned ready to go right there retweet that boy um you could go on apple 
and uh, rate and review. Leave leave a five star would be preferable, but you know whatever whatever you feel comfortable reviewing <laughs> with. That's an entry. And last whatever but not least, it's Instagram like and tag a friend on the post. And those are three separate entries, all thrown in the pot, up to, up to three entries if you like. I've heard. Uh, let me dig into my notes here. I actually have some uh, some news about this. Breaking news. Uh, well, it's not breaking news. It's pretty much news that we already knew. But I'm a, I'm a man of the people, and I hear things. People tell me things. Uh, one of our good buddies and fair listeners, uh, Steve from Pittsburgh. Not Steve O, but we have we have two Steve O's actually, and we have a Steve from Pittsburgh. So oh, lots of Steves out there. Steve is friends with. Vinny the ICP kid, who we oh, no. mentioned earlier, <laughs> he said he mentioned to him that we want the box, the old WWF box, right? <laughs> and he said that it's his last one, and he's not willing to part with it. Well, we don't need it; we just need him to run the giveaway for us. That's true. Live on our uh, Instagram or YouTube, one of the channels. Well, that doesn't mean that we don't actually want one because well, I think that's we do. True, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but, for Juggalo Rewind purposes only. Yes, maybe, borrow his services. Maybe we should build our own box. A riddle box. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> ah, sorry, I led you right into that, and I didn't even mean to. One last thing, or a couple last things, as we're talking social medias and nonsense. You can always email us at juggalorwd at gmail.com. You can visit the website. That's juggalorewind.com. Or you can call us. Time is ticking to give us a call at 810-666-1570. You never know what's going to happen there. You can leave us a message. You can complain. You can... What was the last one we got? It was all sports. It was all talking shit about Michigan football. <laughs> what? Who so. was that? <laughs> well, never mind. We'll we'll play that for you later. <laughs> later yeah, someone's on bitter. In the someone's from Ohio. Bitter they got their asses kicked. I think it's someone who is a Georgia fan, even though he doesn't live in Georgia, and he's oh. talking shit about you. We'll see. We'll see. Who's Georgia played? Kentucky at home. That's their big win, right? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see that they have a man who's 6'8", 300 pounds, and the fastest man on the planet. <laughs> hey, but he, has, he has to sub in and out, so when he's subbed out, watch out. Haskins be leaping fools. <laughs> it's uh, still time. We still got time. <laughs> we'll tie all this in a bow at the very end of the season. Uh, speaking about tying the season with a Nice little bow. As we said, this is the last song on the collective Most Tasteless album. So You're going to miss Most Tasteless. Spent a lot of time with it this season. We did. I think I've listened to it more in the past two months than I have in the past 20 years. Right. Uh, <laughs> Definitely these tracks. It's been 20 years hearing any of these. Oh, for uh, sure. Reissues, it feels like. And uh, we still have a couple episodes, I think, left. Some surprises. We'll do a... You know, what do you call it? A wrap up in the next couple of weeks. And we, we don't want to end this. We want to keep it going. So anything we can do to keep it rolling for the next couple of weeks, I think we're going to do, right? Yeah, might as well end out the year on most tasteless, huh? Get yeah. A little bit I mean, of time here to roll into the new year. And then we uh, maybe we'll take a little break ski. We'll gather our thoughts and then we'll get ready for season two. 
And maybe if you call the hotline sometime over the holidays, maybe we'll drop a little little hint on what season yeah. two is going to be. Big you chipper week. Know. Maybe give a big surprise reporting. <laughs> maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Marmalade Foulweather will give a little <laughs> surprise. <laughs> we haven't seen him on this side of the podcast yet. So. No. He'd be fitting to just have him do a voice of uh, any of the Juggle Universe characters we obsess about. (laughs) I've thought about bringing him back, so we'll see. I wanted to surprise (laughs) you with it, but season two, maybe we'll have the return of Mr. Marmalade Foulweather. All right, enough of that nonsense. Uh, Do we have anything else before we start jumping into this? Because we have a lot to talk about. No, let's uh, let's discuss all them hound-dog-ass motherfuckers. (laughs) All right, that's weird. <clears throat> so, as noted, we are talking Hound Dogs, the la- uh, not the last track, but the last track that we're going to cover, but it's, uh, what do you call it, song number 12 on the reissue. It's not the last one, right? It's before Renditions of Reality? Yeah, let me, uh, I don't know why I don't have this up, because we always discuss this every time. Yeah. Well, you check it's, that out, and I will remind people that the producer on this track Mike E. Clark and the tra- Jesus Christ, the track time is this right? Track time six minutes and three seconds. It is the longest song on the reissue. Oh my god, longer that, than renditions of reality. Is that an accurate number? I'm about to pull it up on my Spotify right now just to make sure. And uh, yeah, that's six minutes and three seconds. Jesus, it's, it's, Christ. it's another one of those where they like end with them. Going off forever, right? Yeah, not really, I guess, because it no, ends with yeah, it really does the whole song. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's a that's a long boy. Six and I change. Mean, we've discussed this and spin the bottle. They're still trying to figure out how to work a uh, crew track, maybe because that's a little long. Well, if one person didn't have three verses, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that at the beginning and and middle of uh, the song. And as um, as you pointed out, it is uh, right before renditions of reality, right after bury me alive. So. That's not terrible placement. I can see that. This is kind of a, I don't want to say it's like a party song, but it's a hype little song, you know, to end mm-hmm. the CD before you get to renditions. Yeah, because you have, before that, you have First Day Out, What the Fuck, Bury Me Alive. So it's three heavy hitters. So it does, it's kind of like uh, WrestleMania when they would put the woman's match in between the two banger main events back in the day. It was always very disrespectful to the women's wrestlers at the time, but that's that was always that match. <laughs> misogynistic Chris rears his ugly head. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying that's what they would do back then. Now the women made event. Now they've given them a actual performance. But that's, what would that's, you know? When's the last time you've watched WWE wrestling? Uh, uh, SummerSlam. Oh, well, I did I watch, watched half I did of watch a little Survivor Series while we were recording this, uh, whatever episode that was. So, oh, well, you're just an expert, aren't you? Right. All right, enough wrestling, because God knows we don't watch any wrestling, that, or as much as we should, or as much as we used to. Uh, let's see here. We've gotten all the stuff out of the way. I think we're going to go a little out of order here, just uh, by human nature, how I see this song mm-hmm. coming together. Also, this song has found, not only on Most Tasteless, but on ICP's Featuring Freshness CD? I do not have this album. Do you? No, it was one of those that was like 
money grab <laughs> compilation. It felt like it's like <laughs> wow, <laughs> we have money all these songs grab. easily obtainable. I don't need this compilation. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there was anything on that CD that was new, right? No, there was a run of bad compilations. I felt like in that era, they were just there to make a little extra buck. <laughs> I think it was there to help the fan who does not have said songs collect them and, and maybe, hear what they were all about. Maybe that was, yeah, maybe we're uh, too too used to forgotten freshness being like hard to find stuff. But, you know, you got to think these albums are out of print, most tasteless. So at the time, I guess that probably was kind of hard to find. We're we're thinking they're just going to pull it up on YouTube. But if you want in a collection, so maybe it, I'm being maybe I'm being a little hard on their compilation. You are. That's what I have to do here. I have to bring it back to reality. <laughs> Defend the good goddamn name of Violent J. <laughs> no, that, that's your job. <laughs> I I can't believe that this is the only this is the only two albums this song is on. Yeah. Like, I just I feel like this song is a staple. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like talk about Juggalo Canon. I mm-hmm. thought this just the whole song is in the Juggalo Canon and it's only on two albums, one of which is hard to find out of print and the other one is shitty compilation CD like <laughs> I don't know, like I think, 20 uh, years apart. I think the reissue just gets lost in time from obviously with the split and them not having, you know, owning it and really no other reason for it to be put out there i guess it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle but i mean there was a huge time frame you had to put it on other compilations so yeah it does seem like it would have popped up somewhere yeah how did it not end up on a psychopathics from outer space or yeah something else i don't know but here it is it's uh maybe it's a hidden little treasure that not everyone's aware of which is kind of crazy but regardless i guess we'll figure that out when we see the uh the number of downloads on this episode <laughs> uh i mean i feel like this one might have, might might be a bigger one because it's got icp they usually pop up a little bit on, on there you would think so but maybe it's because garrett's not here it won't pop a rating <laughs> that's for sure he did pop a rating mr i haven't checked that in a couple days i will <laughs> we'll get back to that at the end of the season We'll have the award ceremony for Best most guess. downloads by a guest. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. K-Fresh, you got a little catching up to do. We, get the east we, side on it. We do need like an award ceremony. That's actually really <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that down in the list of things to do. Let's see. Uh, we usually talk about it here, but I, I don't know if you are aware of this. Did you realize that this beat was used for a Misery song later, uh, a couple years down the road. No, definitely not. The only Misery <laughs> I know is that EP. <laughs> even though I even though I own a CD from The Gathering signed by him. That's I, awesome. I don't think I've ever really listened to it. At least I don't remember listening to it. So uh, this song is, uh, I believe it's called... I, I get differing things on here. So he put out a CD called The Four Faces of Misery, where he had like four gimmicks on one cd and one of them the name was dr giggles <laughs> and i don't know if that's the name of the track or if the name of the song is piece by piece i've seen both things but he definitely uses this beat so Don't be 
bitches want me? Why won't they love me? Why won't they fuck me? Me so horny? Is it because yo, I'm scary and ugly just a little? Or is it cause I'm nerdy and I talk in riddles? Or is it cause I'm Dr. Giggle? Looking to create a bite, cut off the part, let the rest wiggle. I'm playing horn, I'm chopping her legs off with chainsaws, rusty with salt. Just to make the pain more Two legs in the duffel bag I've got mad Should I head off to the lab? Wrong, I need a pair of arms Sharpen up my axe Is that a uh, Is that a Hatchet House release Or is it just him doing it on his own? No, no, this was him doing it on his own Okay, I wonder if he got permission to use this beat Or is just like mixtape style And just jacking it Uh, Yeah, I can't believe that Well Okay, so I'm just going to read this. I should have had this all off the top of my head. Uh, this is from fagolovers.net, a very, very famous juggalo website, if someone out there is actually doesn't know what that website is. Uh, this track is the only Dr. Giggles appearance uh, on said releases. It shares the same beat as Hound Dogs, which we said. An interesting note is during an ICP hotline segment in 1999, Jay and Misery appeared together. It was confirmed that Dark Lotus would consist of Violent Jay, Misery, Madrox, Monoxide, and Shaggy. On the same segment, they played the beat for Hound Dogs, which claimed to be a brand new Lotus track. So this gets a little ahead of ourselves, but interesting, well... (laughs) Shocking that ICP would say something and then it like be half truth or not come true or something would change. Right. So the hotline was a big thing back in the day that always put in news, just funny stories, blah, blah, blah. So it appears here that they said the one, two, three, four, five members of Lotus were going to be ICP, Twisted and Misery. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, I think those incarnations of Lotus... Did I say Lotus before? I meant Lotus if I didn't say it. Lotus! Um, <laughs> it went from four to five to Vampiro <laughs> to Ishan to like a whole bunch of people. So I guess at one point Misery was supposed to be in it. They said they were going to use this song. They didn't. So I guess maybe he just had that beat in his pocket. But yeah, obviously the song doesn't come out until now. And then... Misery is clearly not on it. Uh, Blaze <laughs> takes his place. fell off the lotus flower. Yeah, way early. <laughs> but it brings up an interesting point, and I guess we can save this for later, but is this meant to be a lotus song or not? So it, we'll talk about that later. So we yeah. can, we'll leave that as a little hanger for everyone to stay tuned for later. No samples that I can pick up on other than kind of a reference on the hook, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about that as we get there. Whew. Uh, you got anything else before we start the deep dive of lyrics, as we like to call it? No, let's get in there. We got a lot of nutsacks again to talk about them here. <laughs> Lots of nuts and nads and nizzos. Dan- Danielle's in the other room and just peeked around the corner. All she, she doesn't hear your side of the conversation. She just hears me say that we have a lot of nutsacks to discuss. <laughs> if she wants to jump on, bring her in. <laughs> we'll save her for the wrap-up show, maybe. <laughs> well, when we do our side project of wives listening yeah. to Psychopathic CDs. She hasn't heard this song before, so. We I find that review, hard to believe. Uh, she ain't afraid I did show her that <laughs> before we recorded that episode. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> just to see the reaction. Uh, and how good of a reaction was it? 
uh, confused <laughs> as, as always of probably why she married me. Yes. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Sad questioning decisions. <laughs> All right. Hound dogs. Let's jump right into it. Let me start by asking a question or I don't know if it's a question or if it's more of a statement. The term hound dogs, we're in agreement that that's like gender neutral, right? It, it can be male or female. Yeah, I think uh, I, before diving back into the song, I think I was visualizing that this is about groupies, but I feel like it's more about like annoying ass fans. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah, I was like, yeah, this is what it's about. It's not about groupies like chasing them <laughs> down. It's mainly about dudes bugging the shit out of them. Yeah, it's and we can get into it as we go verse by verse, but like some verses kind of flip back and forth between me thinking they're talking about guys and girls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely yeah, either, either or take your, pick. it's not a straight up like sex song by any means, but yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, just, I mean, we, we totally jumped the gun, but as you said, hound dogs, as they say in each verse, is a term that they're coining for an annoying fan. But yeah, yeah I was trying I think to remember, it, yeah, is this is this where you first heard the term hound dog or was it like it's gotta be. prevalent before? Like is mm, it outside of juggalo culture? I don't know. I don't think so. And I don't think they mentioned it other than here. Uh yeah, fuck it. Again, we're just going <laughs> so out of order, but I don't care. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's okay, because I've had this all out of order in my head too. I think we're jumping right to the end of the normal uh, episode here. I think this entire song, the title, a ton of the verses, just the story that they tell and what they're putting out there puts almost the whole song into the everlasting, you know, juggalo culture. It, it coins a phrase and it, it's everlasting from then until now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's iconic in the Juggalo canon for that reason. And No, and it's uh, a definite timestamp of that era of, like, you didn't want to be perceived as that. You wanted to, like, be a cool Juggalo when you came up to them, as, <laughs> as Violet J discusses in his, uh, his yes. verse at the end there. <laughs> so, yeah, I just... I'm sure we'll reaffirm that at the end, but this whole song, I feel, is very important to the juggalo culture mm-hmm. uh whether that's good bad or indifferent whether you agree with it or not i think it's it puts a stamp on the whole canon so yeah i agree all right so intro <laughs> violent j so uh, just remind me chris because you know <laughs> I, I haven't been paying attention i haven't written this down there's been five songs on the reissue most tasteless that yes. were not on the original right mm-hmm. um how many has Jay been on? Um, do you count though when he's just yes. doing kind of like background noises? Yes. You know, yes, I don't I think do. that fully counts. Like it's not it's like he's got a verse on here. Just this answer one. the question: How many songs is he on? Uh, featuring? No. Like, <laughs> how many? How many tracks is his voice on? His voice appears on all five. <laughs> okay, thank you. I just <laughs> my pen must have run out of ink. I couldn't uh, couldn't write that down. I just want to make sure. So he starts the song with a little little ditty here. Just that's nothing. That's fine. Little intro. You got, you got four lines and two of them mention Nizzos or nuts. 
Let's <laughs> get that count going. That. Ting, ting. <laughs> Lots of nut talk. First verse, Shaggy Too Dope of the Insane Clown Posse. I think each verse kind of gives their own definition of what a hound dog is and then tells a story. Uh, not that they're any different from each other, but in their own way, they kind of each person tells what what they feel an annoying fan is going to be mm. uh, or the interaction with an annoying fan. Uh, Shaggy is, yeah, lots of nut talk right off the bat. I, I feel mean, like he, is, this, he is Super Bowl, so, you know, if he's got someone hanging and a third nut, that becomes uh, extra Super Bowls, you know? Yeah, is he extra. Super Bowls? I always think Jay is Super Bowls. Really? I don't know. Or is, like, Super Bowls its own character? I don't think either I, one of them is Super Bowls. I mean, he always would come out in the Super Bowls costume, so that's why I always visualized him being the Super Bowls himself. He's like Shaggy Tudope as Clark Kent. And he goes in the back and puts on the Super Bowl costume. But what about Big Daddy J Violent Super Bowls? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> this is we'll save this for the Tunnel of Love episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then we don't have time to discuss this, so we'll just we'll just get back to Shaggy's verse. Yes. Um, so he's obviously saying, you know, people are hanging on him. I guess, oh man, we could go like what gender each one is talking about here it's got to be he's talking about girls right because straight up groupie uh, like he's talking about in this one yeah like towards the end we're skipping a little bit but he's saying that the girl is like getting on the bus theoretically to you know uh be with him if you will but she's not down to fuck as he points out she's down to ask questions like a mutt (laughs) (laughs) yeah why that's so weird. Like, I don't know. It, his verse, his verse all flows. Like I, this one's one, like when you drive around back in the day, like, Oh yeah, man, they all sound sweet, like flowing on this one. But, but yeah, what the hell is he talking about? He says, asking questions like a mud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Why are, are you, are you insinuating that girls would just get on the, well, I guess so. Like girls just get on the bus and they kind of, flaunt their wares to get on there but then yeah, don't flirt your way on, but don't and don't i'm go not <laughs> you know we are not insinuating that like that's you know that they yeah. should that they need to fuck yeah no no us. we're not saying that at all but like i guess that is what he's saying is that they like flirt their way on there and then just want to hang out and he's like i don't want to hang out with you right. so but he also insinuates that they jump from dick to dick to get what they want. So, he, well, but, but <laughs> again, that's not fully uh, having sex with them. Like, you know, hound dog or hound dog hanging on my dick. Like that's that, true. That goes both ways. As you said, I agree. Uh, the, the other problem, not a problem, but, uh, <laughs> uh, we down, go ahead, let them in, blam, knuckle hammers to the chin. Oh yeah. We down, go ahead, let them in. So I hope he's not punching broads. I hope the first part of the verse is talking about dudes, and the second part is girls trying to get on the bus. Um, yeah, because he's uh, yeah, I guess that kind of bounces all around. Because he's saying you and me are cousins. Like, is it a dude trying to pretend he's his cousin? Because later on, we find out uh, someone's 
someone's also cousins. That's a must be a, a hot line to use that your cousins, someone else's monoxide's cousin later on. You you know you can have a female cousin, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's got to be a dude if he says it's a cousin. <laughs> I, was, I was just trying to uh, give an excuse to why he's punching faces as I walk on the bus. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> Different yeah, times. I'd, I'd rather insinuate that he uh, doesn't, that, that he's mixing up genders here than saying that he's punching broads. So. All right, well, that's Shaggy too, dope Broad puncher. <laughs> broad puncher. Talking about dicks. Yeah, we're just going to overlook him talking about breaking necks with his dick. <laughs> I like that he says, from my dick to Twisted's dick. So <laughs> does Twisted have one singular dick? <laughs> I guess if Madrox is as small as we insinuated oh. early in the season. Come on, I didn't now. say that, no. That is funny. But, I think they sh- they share a dick. Yeah, Violent Jay, and Jay, Jay gets his own dick. Yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> Twisted dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! I never picked up on that until I just read it. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Big Blaze getting the last at the very end of the run. Oh well, he's new. That's true. <sighs> oh, All right. So then, sloppy fist. I did. You had to say that, didn't you? That's, talk about one of the more like, it's not vile, but definitely one of like oh, yeah. the grosser sayings of all time. For sure. It's not like top five, but it's, it's up there. It's what I oh, wouldn't fuck. use in my normal vernacular. <laughs> Do you use any of this in your everyday uh, vocabulary? Um, there's a few lines from the song I repeat all the time. We'll get to it. <laughs> Uh, I think that kind of goes back to this being like in our heads, Juggalo classic. I think we mentioned it on an earlier song. I don't know if it's because of how the flow is, but I can recite like almost this entire song. Right. You know, for sure. it's, it's gotta just be because the lyrics are overpowering to the beat and it's like simple, right? Like it's one of the most rap songs on the album. Yeah, just kind of like yeah, old school flowing, and like I said, when you're driving around, this is one you would bump all the time for sure. <laughs> when you were taking Danielle out on a date, you would put this on, <laughs> and, the, and the Geo Tracker. When you're going to the <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> stop. Uh, so then we get to the hook, the bow wow wow yippee oh yippee hound dogs ain't got shit to say. So. I don't know if this is overplayed, but if you go all the way back, this is kind of a reference to uh, the George Clinton song, Atomic Dog. Obviously, in our era, it was more of the Snoop Dogg, but I, it, it has to be used on a million other tracks, right? Yeah. George oh. Clinton, the OG. Oh, what you got over there? <laughs> Try to sneak that one in. <laughs> you um, can never sneak them in. I always hear it. <laughs> a little Bud Light Blue Raspberry Seltzer for the party. <laughs> All right. Um, I, you know, it's the holiday season. 
it is the holiday season. I don't know what to say to that. So earlier on, we were discussing the length of this track, and I was like, it's the one where it goes out in the hook too long, and it does not. But when you look at how long the chorus goes on in between each of these, that's a long chorus for five verses. Yeah, and they have like little mini skits too. Like Yeah, so that's eating up a ton of time for sure. But yeah, there's there's a lot going on here. And while we're talking about live versions, I looked in in our research, they did this at the Gathering 17 after what do you call it? After Jay did a uh, Wizard of the Hood. And yeah. he says let's do something that we've never all done live before. And I'm like, Hey, this is cool. Like that's the first time they ever did the song. You know, all five of them together. Mm-hmm. This is gathering motherfucking 17. Right. Right. So I think we should do something we've never done before. a little bit deeper in in YouTube and there's definitely yeah. them doing it like 15 years previous. This feels like something we would have seen in like, remember that awesome after party? It was like 2001 Hollow Wicked. Like, I feel like this had to have been, we had to have seen this live in that era of like early 2000s, right? Man, the 2001 Halloween after party should be its own uh, episode for yeah, us. Right. <laughs> I was, I've been trying to dig up footage of that because I'm like, someone had to have recorded it. Like, we got to dig to the bottom of that and find something. Uh, so, I, I it doesn't say what it is, but I feel like from the video I saw that they did this at uh, the Gathering 02 in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, during Twisted was, Set. But it's just, it's funny that, you know, 15 years later, he's like, well, this is the first time I've ever done this. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But I <laughs> think they have done it before. Well, so Not surprised that they forgot that yeah, or just that's lied okay. that's okay <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's understandable it's been yeah. a long time yeah that's, I'm, I'm okay with that uh <clears throat> thoughts, second, thoughts on thoughts on the hook though good or bad i i could do without it uh yeah but at least it's quick and painless <laughs> i was just saying how long it is <laughs> no it's it's not that long it's just it's quick yeah i don't know um Live, I was thinking of this when you were discussing it being an O2. I feel like this is one where like they would tell the crowd all the uh, juggalos yell the the bow wow wow, or all the girls yell that, and all the uh, guys yell the hound dogs ain't got shit to say. Yeah, I think it's, it's like, like bow wow wow juggalos, where are you at? And then they do. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'm I'm with you. I feel like they did they did something like that where you did all the chicks to sing the one side and the dudes sing the other. I feel like I remember that. I believe you're correct. Maybe Later. we'll find uh, footage of that. Yeah, plug it in right here. <laughs> Edit all of this right now. Verse number two, the monoxide child. Um, I don't know. Like, not... <laughs> again, like, they're all just kind of telling the same story in a different way. So, his, not guy or girl. I'd almost say it's more... His is more about guy fans. Um, oh, I think know, it's just straight up uh, uh, fans in general. Fans, sorry. yeah, yeah. Fan. So the definition of a fan, for sure, is. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's outside a show smoking, 
And then <laughs> I'm, I'm in a club smoking. On a, oh, never mind. Yeah. Smoking on a square in the club and stepped out to get a little fresh air. Cause this is the time back in the day when you just smoked like fiends inside the club. And then we'd leave the show and our eyes would be burning and burning. we couldn't sleep. <laughs> it's like yeah, you're so, at the casino. Yeah. And you just, you can't see your eyes are so dry. Yeah. That, that line is a staple of the time. I'm in a club smoking on a square to step outside to get the fresh air. That's Fucking funny. bastards. Couldn't go outside to smoke back then. <laughs> Then people rush in front to back. They're like, sign that. So he's saying that everyone wants his autograph, but he he doesn't mind people like acknowledging him, but he doesn't want to be overcome with, you know, a million different autographs. Just wait for time machine of future monoxide to come back in time. But like, hey, you're going to be able to have a VIP recharge people, a couple hundred bucks and they'll say <laughs> you'll want to sign all that shit. That's true. But I guess, you know, they're in all insinuating here that it's like on his time. Like that's Oh yeah, no, definitely. I was just yeah. laughing at how that became a uh, a thing. I mean, it's not even them. That's just a thing now in music. Maybe he just maybe that's why he changed his name to just Monoxide. He didn't want to write <laughs> twice as much. <laughs> Got to add that child at the end. That's very tough. So yeah, I mean, same thing. He gets <laughs> A little violent at the end, saying that <laughs> splitting he gets the hound dog back. He's punching women in the last line. <laughs> yeah, but he's talking about splitting people with an axe. <laughs> he does like to kill on this album a lot. He does. It's also just, funny that his. Oh, go ahead. I said we got to go back a little bit. Another nut swinging off my nuts. Oh yeah, lots of nuts swinging. Always fun. Acting like the punk ass cops and swinging <laughs> off my nuts. Like what are cops hanging out with him and asking him <laughs> questions for autographs? Yeah, you know, like it's just. No, they're always sweating you, you know, getting all up in your personal business and asking you know, a lot of questions. I don't know. <laughs> when's, the last time, when's the last time a cop asked you a bunch of questions and got all up in your business? <laughs> you personally, when's that, when does this happen? Uh, when I was drinking underage. <laughs> so fucking 20, 20 years, ago. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you're harboring ill feelings 20 years yeah. later. I didn't say ill feelings. I was just explaining. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it is funny that it says spreading rumors like, you know, saying shit you heard me tell a hoe after a show. So I, I can see that where like you're just outside a show bullshitting with people and someone hears it and then spreads it like it's truth. And he's like. You know, hey, you're you're in my business. You're listening to me talk to someone, and then you're spreading whatever I'm saying. So that's early that's days of internet cool. too. That's stuff you know first hitting the AOL chats and the message boards back then. <laughs> that's true. And if he's just talking to quote unquote a hoe, maybe he's maybe uh, telling her little lies or feeding her <laughs> lines, and you know he doesn't want that to get out. So he may be embellishing the truth, if you will. Just a tad. He wants everyone to get off his deck, and he's out like that. I, I always love when they call people bitch boy. Bitch boy's a great <laughs> diss. That's so ICP 1994. Like, <laughs> yeah. Talking about time stamping. Bitch boy always gets me. <laughs> and then <laughs> skit number one, J- Jamie Matrox. Uh, can we, this is the first. This has got to be the first time they were introduced to Jenny, right? Right, yeah, because uh, Jenny appears on Stranglemania 2 also, right? But this I, comes I, out. I feel like it. she's all over the place. Like Maybe <laughs> it's all. just 
maybe just thinking about this, but I feel like that voice and that name has popped up like numerous times in Juggalo history. He definitely uses that voice, but yeah, is it always is it always Jenny herself showing up, or is it just that voice gets used sometimes as well? I feel like the, <laughs> the name has popped up, but I could be wrong. Yeah, um, I know the name has, but yeah, is is the I think the voice maybe does a little bit more later <laughs> on for sure. The part that pops me, and I I don't remember this in the past, but definitely now, when she says, I've had a crush on you for like nine years, and he says, I don't know you, fat bitch. Yeah, that always got me too. <laughs> like, God damn, he just went zero to a hundred. Like, I don't know you, fat bitch. And the, like, line, the reply also, it's me, Jenny. Also always. <laughs> Wait, come here. Oh my god, you don't remember me? No. I had a crush on you for like nine years. I don't know you, fat bitch. It's me, Jenny. I sat behind you in Miss Crowberry's chemistry class. Bitch, I ain't even go to school. Bitch, I didn't even go to school. (laughs) No, I'm saying if you were to, it would have been the shit. (laughs) So funny. Here's a question. So Jenny, obviously, a character in the Juggalo universe. Does Miss Miss Crowberry count? Because, I mean, Mr. Uh, Johnson counts, and he's never actually appeared, right? So, is Miss Crowberry also Oh, count? now you're, you're uh, digging here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would consider Mr. Johnson a character, right? So, would we consider uh, Miss Crowberry uh, a character? Mr. Johnson's head makes an appearance. So, <laughs> I would say, yes, he does. Well, what about the substitute teacher? Uh, yeah, he's a character. But does he have a name? That's a problem. Uh Good morning, class. My name is Mr. Felcher. Yeah. Bam. Okay, so he's okay. man. We got like a whole we got a whole school of characters here. School. <laughs> we have a history teacher. We have a chemistry teacher. We have madras and monoxide singing birds and bees <laughs> from the sex ed class. Oh man. Jesus Christ! We got a Just, great school here. Everyone, uh, give me a little respect for pulling Mr. Felcher out of my ass. <laughs> that was good. You got it. I Oof. mean, you're a jug- juggalo uh, uh, connoisseur, so. It is. <laughs> Historian. Huh. Historian. Or on the History Channel. <laughs> when when I'm on there, that's what they're going to have underneath my name. Yeah. Juggalo Historian. <sighs> um, so, let's just get right to verse number three, I guess, if, if you're done <laughs> with chemistry class. <laughs> <laughs> Violent J's verse. All real funny. Um, oh, yeah. Is this the first time that any of them drop their real names or that he drops his full real name on a verse? Uh, we had Paul pop up earlier because we discussed that. Was That was the first time Paul was mentioned. Right. But yeah, but the like, full name, Joe Bruce. It's got to be, right? I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. It We'd wouldn't have, to have been back. on any of the. It couldn't have been on any of the super early ones. And I don't remember it being on like Malenko or Jekyll Brothers. So I, it may be. He's definitely dropping it, yeah, bizarre, bizarre with you know buying the paint and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jekyll Brothers. I'm curious if maybe there's a song he mentions it. I don't know. And his verse, little different than where the other two are going. He's going more of, hey, people didn't like me before when I wasn't famous, and now that I am, they're like they're flocking to me. So it, his is a little different. Until the very end, but I, he's taking a slightly different path to the 
the hound dog name here. He's got a more butt sniff, and that's the second time someone's referenced a dog. Like I do like that they have all the dog stuff. You know, yeah, the mutt, yeah, the butt sniffing dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, play, there, there is the, a, the dog stereotypes in here. <laughs> there is a canine thread throughout the song. <laughs> I do like that. I I also like. I could have had a worm hanging out of my dick hole. <laughs> they think it's cute though. <laughs> <laughs> so funny again this whole verse is just lines that i remember you know um oh yeah that look I can at pull me off. i make big pond look skinny is always referenced i feel like and again if people don't know he's referencing big punisher who was a rapper in the 90s who was very large and he was huge yeah the jay was not that big but it's still uh still funny. even jay even jay like uh the Great Malenko show we went to, that was the biggest I've ever seen him. I don't think he was still close to big pun size. No, big puns gotta be like five, six hundred pounds, right? He was like he was like ninety-six Yokozuna, like late ninety-six <laughs> Yokozuna size. It's huge. And then uh ugly as fuck resembling a Klingon is a Star Trek uh reference for those. Look at who- you. We actually know some nerdiness. Um, when I started to write that down in my notes, I literally started. And I'm like, Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Trek, Star <laughs> Wars. Like, I, I didn't want to write down the wrong thing. So, oh, you don't think I know what a Klingon is? Jesus. <laughs> um, and then after that, he starts getting into the kind of current version of what a hound dog is with mainstream fans kind of just seeing him as being famous and. Him wanting real Juggalos of shows. I love that era of like hating on the mainstream kids whenever they bought the albums. Like that was fun. I I miss I miss those days. Shit talking. I'm sure he doesn't miss more people buying his CDs. (laughs) Uh, you know the fuck these Backstreet Richie fake hoes reference to people who like the Backstreet Boys buying his CD. I mean that's kind of weird, but just the fact that he says it, I guess. Is a it was just that time. Like, reference. They're popping up on TRL a little bit, so they're mixing, getting in the mix, you know, of MTV at the time. I guess so. And people are buying both. People are buying this CD and buying uh, whatever Backstreet Boys CD there is. How many people do you think actually were, though, at the time? <laughs> what, buying both of those? Right. Other than Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know on. he loves his, uh, his boy bands, but that's yeah. for another time uh <laughs> are you done with this nerdy ass voodoo nut or do you have more to talk about <laughs> yeah. with uh I'm violent jay glad you just dropped that line because i also enjoy anytime they talk about being voodoo nuts voodoo wizards and then, and then you get the hook twice again which is <laughs> of course you know of course now <laughs> let's get to the meat and potatoes of this song <laughs> the first official verse on this cd from Blaze, You Dead Homie, right? Because everything else has been either in the background or on the remix. So this is like the first mm-hmm. yeah, talk first about big Blaze <laughs> talking about his gimmick. Like he <laughs> encapsulates his entire gimmick in this one verse, which we've kind of talked about. Madrox and Monoxide have done before. Um, mm-hmm. Did I? No, I didn't miss that. That's coming up. Uh, I mean, Blaze is like, okay, I have like forty seconds. I have to talk about what's in the song and I have to tell everyone who I am and he fucking nails it. Uh, yeah, this one's a home run. Yeah. Maybe in retrospect, like if you heard it for the first time, you don't pick up on all of it and we pick it up, you know, going backwards. But 
in that short amount of time, he tells everyone, I'm dead. I died in 1989. I came back and no one knows who I am. Origin story. (laughs) This is the entire blaze origin story. That's great. (laughs) The first couple lines reference, I, I guess, you know, he went on tour with them and he was hanging out with them. He was at shows. He he did the in-store tour and people probably didn't know who he was. So people are saying, who's his friend? And God hey, damn. <laughs> his friend is goddamn blazer dead homie. Uh, my, my <laughs> I just, every line is funny. I, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know if I can pick a, one of my favorite ones. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the two you're about to get to, you got, I mean, Lips is crusty, feets is musty. <laughs> Lift up my nuts and my inches dusty. See, now I've heard this both ways. I, I've heard. I think on what do you call it? On genius, they say inch. Mm-hmm. I always re- heard it as itch because that's what I've, I always like her. But inch makes sense. Yeah, but <laughs> so does itch. Like I've, the people call the call it the itch because it, it itches. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean. Either we'll way, ask, it, it cracks me up. Oh yeah, I, I think we'll ask him. I think it's <laughs> I think it's itch, but either one works. Right. He's been dead for eleven years. He's married. He ain't to the just game. been dead. He ain't had pussy in eleven years. <laughs> what? I've been dead. Oh, that's great too. That on this song, especially on this verse, there's like the little like background oh, voices yeah. that like totally add to it. I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot about that earlier on. That yeah, they all of them kind of drop in little lines here and there. Like, I feel like Jay would always do it on Blaze. Like Blaze would say something goofy and he'd throw in a little thing in the background. Crack yeah, it but it adds to it. Like it's yeah. great. I see you hating on your Raiders, Cav, because back in the day you was all about that. So I, that's what I say all the time. Just out the blue, I'll be walking around <laughs> like Sunday. We're watching football and Ivan will throw on Raiders. I'm like, just I just say that. <laughs> Did you have a Raiders hat back then? Oh, 100%. And uh, so I had a few. And the the one I used to always wear, I wound up getting signed, getting signed by him and ABK at the old yes. one gathering. You still have that? Maybe. It might be in a box somewhere. Let me see. That's great. And he also references, I think this is what I talked about earlier on, Rose from the Dead with the Lotus Click. So it, it kind of references that this, if anything, this is Lotus, the group. But mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily a Dark Lotus song, but it definitely hints, you know, it, it starts stepping towards that, you know, uh, this is where we're going with it. Obviously, this this song doesn't fit what comes in the Tales from the Lotus Pod CD, mm-hmm. but this is your group. You know, your, it's your first, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, glimpse into what is going to be for the, the group. Right. Although, again, not exactly what you get, but you know, if that's the yes. name of your, your crew, then so be it. Well, of all the, uh, of all the rumors leading up to it and all the, like you said, incarnations that were discussed or you know, first couple singles, this is like, this is you finally got it solidified of who they are now. Yeah, Almost. and then two years later, <laughs> you got the CD. <laughs> and an extra guy pops up out of the blue, but, you know. They never... Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. I didn't even think about that. Um, also funny. So if we're getting past blaze that we have the second interlude, mm-hmm. both interludes are twisted. I mean, it is a fucking twisted song on a twisted CD. So I guess it makes sense that they're the two 
um, subjects of the interludes. Well, yeah, who would you expect to be there? <laughs> yeah, shocking, right? Who, who would, <laughs> well, why would it be anyone else? Um, so great. <laughs> I popped for this today when I was listening to it. I should have said this also before. I was listening to this song today uh, on my lunch break <laughs> in sitting in the parking lot of Burger King in Garden City <laughs> and like just the memories flooding back of like it could have been 20 years ago and me and Rex were sitting in the car listening to it. You know, it just right. <laughs> it's the kind of song that just brings you right back. No doubt. I don't know. For people of our era, I think it's very nostalgic. Um, <laughs> as, as we discussed um, cracking up at I don't know you fat bitch. That's that's right, bitch. Also, makes yeah, me- that's, right. <laughs> that's what I popped out today. Like he doesn't even like give the person a chance. Like, hey, aren't you an oxide? That's right, bitch. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> why is he so angry right off the rip? It's like, that's oh. a good way to come back. <laughs> yeah. All right, the skinny one. <laughs> is this is this Jenny again? Yeah, I would assume, right? She's just bouncing from each person. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ends with, I mean, the best line, right? <laughs> hey, dead homie. Oh my God, it's Blaze. Hey, dead homie. <laughs> so good. They're giving Blaze the rub here. This is, I like <laughs> yeah, seeing this is, that. This is definitely the, what would you call it? Um, the coming out party Brett, for Blaze. Yeah, Bret Hart putting someone over on Raw, and you're like, oh, shit, that person could go. That's yeah. what they do with Blaze here. People are like, man, Blaze must be popular if Jenny's going after him. This is the first time he's called the dead homie, right, too? Uh, it's gotta be. I would assume, unless it's like in the liner notes, if he's Blaze yeah. the dead homie. But like his, his verse doesn't mention the dead no. homie. Yeah, Just so. lots of being dead, but not, <laughs> you know. Not exactly the dead homie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Then we go right to Jamie Madrox's verse, which we got a lot going on here. Um, I always take over. Do you want to start one of these? I feel bad. No, you're, I, good. you're I, good leading the rain. I like. Okay, like I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> step on your toes here. Honestly, re-listening to this today, I don't think this is like the best Madrox verse ever, but. He has so many references in here that are, you know, what we call the, the, the pinpointing, like the juggalo culture. Mm-hmm. It's insane going through, <laughs> riding on my dick, how fun nut taste. That's not one of them. <laughs> He's smacking on someone's face, first line. We're not talking about that. This is something that I hate, but I think it's said a lot. Every place that I go, someone wants a photograph, or I hate how he mispronounces autograph. So Fucking, yeah. I, I feel like everyone the way, would, the way it flows to me, it's like it just flows so well. The way it's, I get what I, you're saying, but I agree. But I feel like that was one of those things that people would always say, like trying to be funny, and I just yeah. it's annoying. So that like took you know a life of its own. It's real funny that he gets. <laughs> Different people on this song get mad about different things, right? <laughs> people asking, how did you get started? Is it, you know, as how did y'all get started? Y'all shit is really tight. So they're asking, how did you start doing this? I really like your stuff. What motivates you to write? And he says, listen here, little bitch. <laughs> like, what? Why are so you we, so angry about someone saying that they like you? 
if we ever get around to talking with them, I just want to first thing say, how did y'all get started? Y'all shit is really tight. I <laughs> would video grab the, and write. The first <laughs> thing I thought today was if you ever sat them down in an interview, that would be the first fucking question. Yeah. Exactly. Just see if like they even like catch on or just, <laughs> yeah, either they leave because they're like, oh, fuck, same old stupid questions or they like <laughs> they, they catch the reference. Either way, so it should funny. be a funny reaction. I'm like. Again, this is all out of context, and we understand this is a song. Like, they're not really thinking like this, although probably a little bit. Like, if they're in the grocery store and someone, like, runs up to them and asking them this shit, yeah, that's kind of annoying. But if you're, like, at the bus after a show or at a gathering or at an in-store, I don't want to say it's fair game, but, like... It's not like, I, I don't even remember what Eminem song it was, where he's talking about, like, he can't even go to the bathroom without people, like, mm-hmm. asking him for an autograph, like, under the stall. Like, yeah, that's some bullshit. But, like, the way that they reference all of these are just, like, someone's just going up and saying, hey, I'm a big fan, and they just get fucking <laughs> brutally assaulted. Yeah, I mean, the one is just, can I get a dab? <laughs> a dab? <laughs> And you, and you wonder why we're afraid to talk to people <laughs> at the at conventions well, and shit because uh, you're just gonna have you know fucking Ron Simmons staring at you like get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I don't we, know. It's, we always see it's like weird. the worst this interactions. Is why I'm we cringe. We cringe at the worst interactions because we watch them and like we are embarrassed, and the person that's going through it is not. So it makes us even more embarrassed. I know. So I think we're extra like nervous <laughs> to do anything. <laughs> yeah, this certainly doesn't help me here. Uh, now, here's a line that I think stands the test of time, or it tells his gimmick. I'm what, the killer in disguise. <laughs> yeah, other than that one. <laughs> I'm the killer in disguise, twisted motherfucker with the milk white eyes. I mean, that's that's it right there, right? Yeah, that's uh, the era. Of the, uh, what do you call it? White out contacts. Uh, oh, yeah. Keep going. I despise how you try to perp- per- perpetrate like a juggalo, but you ain't down, motherfucker. Use a jug ho First time they've used that reference, correct? Yeah, that was huge around that time that, that calling people juggahoes. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like, again, he's not referencing that to be like a female groupie right he's referencing that to be a fake fan or annoying fan poser ass fans (laughs) yeah which is funny because that's what it turned into but that's not what he is really saying Uh, oh maybe he is you're perpetrating like you know the culture but you're not you're just Mm -hmm. yeah it's just funny how people take that word and like use it for their own whatever but i mean this is where it started yeah you know i think right i don't think it popped up before this so, yeah, he's throwing lots of things in here that I feel stand the test of time. Again, not the hottest Madrox verse ever, but definitely dropping words and lines that live, uh, that mm-hmm. stand the test of time. Never packing a gat, always seen with an axe also. That's yeah. true. I feel like the 80-pound the punch line always, like, popped Rex. And, like, he always... I, I, I just I remember him being, like, a little-ass kid asking me yeah. what that meant. I don't know. He'll yeah. probably deny that now because he's a grown ass man. But like, <laughs> uh, my reference to that was Rocky Four, where they're like measuring how strong a punch is, and it's like, is eighty pounds a lot or not a lot? You know, it's got to be like per square inch or whatever, right? I mean, there's some kind of like 
reference to that. You ever, you've seen those. Uh, they don't really have many more because I feel like they wound up starting so many brawls, but they had those punching bag machines at the bars. Yeah, yeah. All the I'm drunk sure, dudes would be rocking them. sure Moody broke one at uh, Oh, yeah. At I, <laughs> I clearly remember we were in Chicago, and he was hammered, and there were some guys hitting it, but they were like they knew where to hit it. They hit the right spot. You know, they're, they're swinging pretty hard, but like – he was so angry because they kept hitting really high. So he would swing so hard and like the whole machine would rock backwards <laughs> and he would not, he would not register there. And we kept trying to explain to him like they're, they know what they're doing. They're hitting it in like a perfect spot. Like you're just swinging like a wild bull at this thing. <laughs> and he just kept putting money in. He just kept punching it. Next day, his arm was so sore. Was this before or after he wiped the guy's face off his skull? Uh before <laughs> <laughs> he got a lot of practice <laughs> on that machine yeah, i think this was a different day uh, same weekend i believe but yeah <laughs> <laughs> the names have not been changed to protect the innocent on that one. <laughs> yeah. that's I, I i think he's in the clear that was um that was a long time the, ago uh, yeah uh, the uh, uh statue uh, limitations at the <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure the guy's healed up nicely by now i mean the uh when the police told him to leave they they kind of seemed like he was doing the police a favor. I believe those were some <laughs> ruthless street gang, as Violent J would call them. <laughs> the cops are like, we don't want to deal with him. Let's just get him out of here. <laughs> we don't know. We don't have handcuffs big enough to fit his meat hooks of wrists. <laughs> get that big hoss out of here. <laughs> uh, anything else on Madrox's verse that you got that you want to talk about? I I guess I never really thought about he's just talking about his ass hanging out like the yeah. plumber crack and just, just letting them get a little sniff of it. <laughs> Go and get a taste. <laughs> oh, get a taste of two more hooks coming through. <laughs> you told me it wasn't long. You told me it's quick and easy. Send hook. Oh, that's a different Send reference. <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Verse number six. <laughs> get violent J again. Right? Oh, he just, yeah. he's got more shit to say, so he just wanted he to close it out real quick. Now, I do like this, how it's like, we've talked about this in the past, how the beat changes and it's kind of just like a, a different part of the song. I'm down mm-hmm. with that. It's always interesting when people do that. Man, reading <laughs> I just his caught that. <laughs> I just caught that you said he's got more shit to say. That's, <laughs> that's good. I was going to say, reading his beat, like this all stood out. Like, I remember this to a T, like marking for this whole verse. Oh, yeah, talk about another set of verses that, like, you just know right off the top of your head, right? Yeah. Same hound dogs in different cities. They're always staring at him. That's what I heard. Which, <laughs> again, again, he's... Let's put this in context. This is 1999. This is pre-Jekyll Brothers. Mm-hmm. So... Are you really telling me that he is so upset that people are recognizing him at that time? Like... <laughs> I don't know. That that's a whole nother thing that I guess we can get into right now. Like I get that when you're famous it sucks that people bother you and you know you're at dinner and you know people don't see the 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 line of leaving you alone. But goddamn, it's not like he's Brad Pitt or like, you say, know, you Steven Tyler. Eminem earlier and yeah. <laughs> I've I mean even to this day I've I've spotted uh just this summer, I spotted Shaggy the same place I was in. Like, no one – I was just like watching him cracking up at him walking around this uh, family event with his children. And I'm like, no one knows who he is. Like, he's like in the perfect – they're like the perfect bubble of like – they're 
they're popular enough to do anything they want like make enough money doing it but like they're low-key enough to be like, under the radar and like live a normal life it feels like you know yeah they don't, they don't the have that, that unbelievable like eminem can't leave his house like he's fucked his life's done <laughs> yeah everyone if you showed eminem's picture to a hundred people in metro detroit 95 of them know who he is right but how many and like tr- truly know icp and especially when you're taking their makeup off and you're just showing the dude that's gonna be even yeah. lower number like a lot of people are gonna recognize just their face paint gimmick most of those people though they just recognize that off of it being around for 40 years not that long yeah. they're not going to recognize their faces i don't know again i understand you don't want people bothering you or you don't want quote-unquote fake fans but i don't know they're making a lot to do about nothing i, I, feel. I think but, a lot of it yeah is this is the song just like wrestling you're pumping it up times 10 just to make it a song I like the, uh, he's, <laughs> he's at the mall autographing t-shirts, hats, and socks, <laughs> and this bitch don't even know Riddlebox. That's a good so, one. Again, he's. Well, you know oh, what? Maybe, man. maybe you shouldn't sell t-shirts, hats, and socks. Maybe, you know, if you don't want to be signing stuff, don't make that much merch. I think he's insinuating <laughs> that people are just wanting him to sign anything. Not, yeah, not that bit. he put them out there, but just like, hey, here's like a cocktail napkin. Like, No, that's for sure. And that was a time when they weren't selling all those gimmicks. Yeah, they didn't have socks. They had t-shirts. If they did, I'd hats. probably have them. <laughs> Man, there's so much fun. This verse alone, I'm going to get sidetracked, so we got to finish this verse before I start <laughs> getting into more. Real juggalos don't want no picture. They just walk up like, what up, ninja? Like, so again, he's telling people, this, <laughs> I fucking, I can't, I can't go two <laughs> seconds without going off topic. This verse is telling fans what to do and how to approach them. It's a straight up like manuscript on, hey, if you want to be cool, you got to do this. And right. that's one of them. Like he's saying, if you see me, don't talk to me. Don't take a picture. Cool people don't. Cool people don't give me free tattoos. Cool people don't uh, ask for anything. They just walk by and say what's up. So uh, I think it's I took funny. this stuff to heart, though, at those those gatherings early on, because I would legit be like, oh, I can't unless it's like at the meet and greet. If I see them, I just got to give them a quick, like, what up? Like, <laughs> it's for sure. Like, it worked. You know, they <laughs> yeah. they put it out there for what for what people should and shouldn't do. And whether that they meant to do it or not, they wrote the playbook for what a fan of theirs should be. And like we've talked in the past, people bite on it. Like, they yeah. bite on every fucking word that they're told. If you either they don't. Like they bite on what they say and then they follow it or people who don't, then they're like policing themselves. They're like, Oh, you can't just fucking go up to people and say that. Like, it's so weird. The, the universe that they built and the <laughs> rules that they've created, whether they know it or not, it's so weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't need any more free tattoos. Got my arms looking like Motley Cruz. I feel like that's, I use that all the time. Yeah. That's one you just sing to yourself for sure. And goddamn, I hate that I have to circle all these, but people have to know who Motley Crue is, right? Oh, I mean, at least enough reference to it, yeah. I, I would hope uh, if you are that young and you do not know who Motley Crue is, they are one of the greatest rock bands of all time. I don't know about that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> a couple, a couple okay songs. As, as Chris will attest to, that they are fantastic. 
and they are he's got a little weird tattoos. obsession with bad 80s hair bands but <laughs> well I, I don't know what you're talking about um uh, another Back, reference backing up oh, a little bit just a quick one Twice Real Juggalos is referenced. That was a my go-to website back in the day of Juggalo News. Remember that one, realjuggalos.com? Yeah, I don't think they're still around. I think they got absorbed by Fago Lovers, right? <laughs> Fago Lovers is like the Google of the Juggalo websites. Bought up all the... It kind of did. <laughs> I feel like Real Juggalos turned into Juggalo Nation? Real Juggalo Nation? They, they turned into something else, and then I think they just kind of got absorbed yeah. into I mean Fago Lover's really the only one that survived right that uh, era I don't there's another one that survived but it's not as good as it used to be under <laughs> previous management but that's neither here nor there yeah uh, I remember that real Juggalos logo also by the way you remember that oh yeah the little the, like the, the clown one. man yeah what a time what an era anyway <laughs> yeah kids just don't understand <laughs> what we used to do I don't know if they've ever referenced this in another song uh, that's when I slap you right on the spot and have Billy Bill beat you down in the parking lot. So if anyone's watched JCW, they may have seen he's been, he's wrestled at JCW, right? Billy, he had to have. But his wrestling was more like he would legit come out and like knock someone Just out. And that punch was it. Yeah, like <laughs> his gimmick was, you know, he's one of their boys and he was always getting fights. He was like the the, the closer. Like, oh yeah, just, like that era. They made punch. you think he was like the he like he was like Mike Tyson of the Juggalo world yeah. back then. Like you were legit like terrified. Like he'd beat the hell out of anybody. <laughs> yeah, and now he, I believe he's like the president or like he runs the label, right? Yeah, I thought so. I mean, he did yeah. at least for a while. I don't know if he still is, but yeah, he's like top dog. The, Curious if he was as tough as we literally thought he was back then, you know? Like That's a good <laughs> question. Like, how many people has he really just fucking one punch knocked out? <laughs> or again, did they build up his lore so much that no one even wanted to, like, test it? <laughs> I mean, it, it worked if yeah. that's what they were doing. <laughs> Do I think I'm better because Nedden comes <laughs> easy? Fuck, she's so funny. So he's like, yeah, I'm better than everyone else. Which yeah, the, the that, whole outro is good. Yeah, bottom line, y'all get off our balls. Psychopathic out like Biggie Smalls. If boop 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 again, boop can't throw a dog lotus, bitch. That's all he yelling at the end. So again, if people don't know, out like Biggie Smalls. That's the notorious B.I.G., one of the greatest rappers of all time. If you don't know who that is, then I don't know what the fuck you're doing or <laughs> listening to. Um, but you throw, I never picked up on that at the end where Jamie Madrox says, can't fuck with Dark Lotus. Like, yeah. I, again, throwing out that either this was a Lotus song or that this is just the name of the crew. So I, I could never, because like, it says, can't fuck with Dark Lotus. I, I never like understood what he said. I just heard, like, no, Dark Lotus, bitch. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, tell exactly what he said. In listening like, back to it, there's like a couple people talking over each other and that's just the one that pops out and, and it sounds uh, cool because you're like oh shit what's he talking about dark lotus like get you yeah. hyped for what's to come for what's to come and come it does i mean you guys you guys discussed it uh on blink like it was the hype of dark lotus like oh, every time it would start cropping up because <laughs> it like you said it's been like five years in the making it was so <laughs> exciting every time it popped up yeah it's crazy that it how that happened just the lore of you know they <laughs> god they did such a good job of hyping stuff back in the day you know whether it was joker cards or lotus or mm -hmm. whatever and i don't know 
I don't know Nothing if it's just top that seminar for the six jokers card. Like the yeah. hype of that was off the charts. Is it just like the different times or, you I'm know, sure it's like we always talk about Yeah. It's like wrestling. Like uh, the pay-per-views meant so much more when there was only four of them a year. And now it's all the time. Are there just, is it oversaturated? Is it because there's not physical CDs? It's because you have news that comes so era. quick. You're not, you're not in that prime of not fully childhood, but like young adult, uh, carefree in her twenties, teens, you know, that also had a huge part in it, I'm sure. Do you think kids now are like, do you think a, a kid who was 18 or 19 now who watched Hollow Wicked and saw like the first picture of Yum Yum Bedlam, they were like, <laughs> as did they think that was as big as we thought the sixth was? Uh, it just can't be because the way they built the six, like the whole, everything was like, at what point did that start become, this is a whole nother discussion, but like when that became the lore of like building towards that and you I knew know. like, oh shit, what's it's, it's leading to that thing. So yeah. Were you at the Halloween where they were dropping the banner for the <laughs> next Joker's card and it took like 10 minutes cause it kept getting stuck. I was, I was like super close, like, you know, couple rows in and like i see it hanging and you can like see bits and pieces like, you just seen like parts of its head forever like going <laughs> there oh anticlimactic as fuck <laughs> there is a lot going on there and i think we covered more of it than anyone <laughs> in the world ever has ever have ever will <laughs> i don't know uh history of the track we talked about you know I, we think it's been live uh, again, the everlasting spot in Juggalo history, I think it's the entire song, right? Like, so many lyrics, so many words, mm-hmm. so much vocabulary. Just the whole thing is iconic in that regard. Would yeah. you agree? No, definitely. And it's a staple of that era. Like, hating on fake fans and things like that, that became like a thing everyone was into. Should talk. Now, now that being said... Where do you put it on this CD or in your, you know, overall twisted mm-hmm. history? Um, it on the CD, uh, upper middle. It's still in the middle because those. It's hard to knock off those top four. Yeah, that, I agree. Uh, we'll get to it in the wrap up, but there's there's certain ones that just you're not going to knock off. But uh, I think it's up there, especially revisiting it. I yeah, think it's, it's a higher middle middle ground. It's definitely not terrible, you know? Uh, That's a good way to sum up. <laughs> it's not terrible. It's it's one of those that I think if you had to make someone a CD or, you know, you'd put it on, uh, mm-hmm. it's nostalgic as hell. That's but yeah, it, is it like the best song on the CD or in their catalog? No. But like for our era, for our age group, mm-hmm. it's so iconic like iconic's the only word i can use like it's not the best but it definitely has a spot that not many other songs have so i don't think as we discussed if you made a cd of just twisted to give to someone cold i don't know if it would make that playlist but if i had a playlist of like my era of twisted or like this era in general it for sure get there but like when you have twisted's catalog as big as it is it's hard to take that many off this these two cds and include this one, you know, without, yeah, I know we're splitting hairs in this game as 
changed as time goes on. It morphs, yeah. We'll if, do the full game at the wrap up. Like we'll we'll set parameters. Oh, there's that. not enough. <laughs> there's not enough time for all the games that we can pull with <laughs> us. But like, if you were to make a CD of it. If you wanted someone to get into Twisted and you gave them their best songs, this may not make it. But if someone asked you, like, hey, why do you like them so much? Yeah. Like, well, what reminds you of that? Like, it, I think you'd pull, like, that era, like, 98, 99, like, for me, mm-hmm. a little earlier. But, like, this may be on it. You know, it's if yeah. there's a time capsule of Psychopathic at this time, this could be the song. Yeah, that's a good like, point. Like again, not my favorite, but like, give me one song of 1999 that that says psychopathic, and this is it. It's, a, it's like I was to say it's right there with like fuck the world timestamping that era. <laughs> it kind of is. It definitely has a place in history. I just it's hard to say what it is, but it's there. I just <laughs> it's a good good ending note. I think to the to the album. Well. You know, not the total album, but before renditions and to this uh, to this season oh, as a whole. And doing the season, yeah, because like as we broke down that f- the original album, it was a lot of like back and forth of like this. Uh, what are they doing here? What's this sound like? What are they? We're speculating. You know, there's the House of Crazies. They're kind of getting their sound. They're like stoners. Oh wait, they're like murdering zombies. But like, yeah, this song being the last one we hit feels like all right. This is twisted. Like this is who they are. Now they got Blaze in the mix. They kind of have a theme, kind of have a, a vibe. I think the song, like you said, sums it up perfectly. They have milk white eyes. <laughs> Jenny shows up. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's all we need to know is Jenny <laughs> showing up. Oh, man. Do you have anything else to talk about with this track, or are we? Uh, do you think we're on our way? I think we're on our way. Well, it's been a nice long road. We're almost there. We're almost at the end. But uh, before we get there, we just want to remind everyone where to find us. That's uh, all the social medias, at Juggalo RWD. You're listening to us probably on Spotify or Apple. Maybe you're listening to us on YouTube. Continue listening. Review us. Like us. Uh, follow us. Is that what you do on, on YouTube? You subscribe, right? Subscribe. Yep. Share. Tell a friend. Leave a um, comment. You can email us, that's juggalorwd at gmail.com. Find us on the website, that's juggalorewind.com. Call us, 810-666-1570. And uh, I don't know, this is sad. We're we're getting down to the end, and I'm getting a little upset. I want to keep this going, but we're almost almost there. Well, we got got plenty of... uh albums to tackle in the juggalo world (laughs) we do and we're not done with most tasteless yet we may still have (laughs) an episode or two to squeeze out here keep in tune with us you know if you're following us on social media i'm sure you'll see or if you're subscribed on whatever you listen to us on you'll see us pop up every thursday or as best as we can get it we haven't missed a thursday yet i don't think i know that's that's uh it feels good we dropped one on Thanksgiving. <laughs> we, we did not stop. We dropped one on Halloween week. There's been no hiccups. so No, we pulled it off, so feels good. And we're Keep not done yet. We, st- we may still have one or two more in the back. Oh, no. What? <laughs> Sorry, just started singing Train Kept It Rolling. 
<laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to uh, step over you singing. We haven't had that in a while. <laughs> we haven't had you do the beat to a song in a long time either. No, yeah. Well, we haven't had any many samples on these reissues to try to sing along to. Is that what it has to be a sample? I can't just be the normal beat. I don't know. It just seems like that's what gets me. It's funny how it sounds right in your head. And then when you yeah. try to do it, it's like, that's not it at all. It's got a very, uh, it's hard to make that noise. Uh, uh, that's a good noise, though, that kicks in the beginning of that beat. <laughs> that's why Mike Clark's a genius. <laughs> all right. That's true. I'm done. If you're done, I'm done. Yep. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to this season of the Juggalo Rewind. Stick with us. And uh, for Chris, this is Peter. And we will see you next week, maybe, for a little surprise, a little bonus episode on the most tasteless season of the Juggalo Rewind. Hey, Dad, help me! <laughs> All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. Season 1 of The Juggalo Rewind, Most Tasteless, has been produced and distributed with full permission from Magic Ninja Entertainment. Thank you to George, Mike, Dustin, and Twisted, and everyone at Magic Ninja for allowing us to do this podcast for you.